Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio and sign up for our monthly newsletter at cruiseradio.net. Today, travel guru Chris Elliott from Elliott.org answers your questions on everything you ever wanted to know about flying and volcanoes, but we're afraid to ask. If you're a fan of Guiding Light, you may want to take part in this cruise. Kim Zimmer, who portrayed Riva on Guiding Light, talks to us about the So Long Springfield at Sea cruise taking place July 31st out of New York. But first, Stuart the Cruise Guy has just returned from Royal Caribbean's Oasis of the Seas, their first ever seven-night Western itinerary. Welcome back, my friend. Hey, Matt. Doug, glad yeah. to Amen. be here, and what a week it's been. Now, we, of course, we went aboard for a day and got to experience a little bit of it, you have a tiny, tiny taste, but you're saying it was nothing compared to what you uh, got to enjoy. And even the two-night cruise that we went on back in November uh, just couldn't properly prepare you for what seven nights on board Oasis is, is like, and I can tell you, you know, having been on several times since then, mm-hmm. the, the ship is just it's it's wonderful. It's a wonderful ship, and you know the more you think about it, and people talking about oh, it's too big for too many people. I love when people in New York City talk about uh, going on a ship with too many people. They live in a city with too many people, right? <laughs> but the nice thing is that this ship is so big that it offers so many different venues for you to be able to experience each and everything that you want. And the longest line that I waited on in the entire week was to get towels. Wow! But Dining there at night under the stars is an extravaganza. We ate at the nicest restaurant that they have, maybe maybe the nicest restaurant aboard any cruise ship in the world today, which is 150 Central Park. We ate at Giovanni's Table, which is the Italian restaurant. And, I mean, we're talking 20 to 40 other people mm-hmm. in, in these dining venues. Then, you know, I was actually surprised with an invitation to the chef's table, which is, you know, unbeknownst to other ships, where there was a table for 20 and you had your own chef, preset menu. Then they, they had wine pairings with each dish, and the chef would come out and discuss what it was that we were about to eat. And nice. you know, here was the presentation. And, you know, it was a two-and-a-half-hour eating extravaganza. The beauty is that this ship is so big that it has so many options. And you went with your family. Did you catch any of the, uh, any of the shows, the Broadway, like Hairspray or anything like that on the ship? Hairspray was at the end, so we didn't get a chance to, to see it. Um, we've seen the ice shows before. Uh, you know, uh-huh. the kids were really into you know the the, the kids program, and then the, you know the, we were eating kind of like at seven thirty. But uh, the ice shows were packed. The comedy shows were packed, uh, where Matt uh, performed uh, on our cruise. And uh, you know, look, everyone was entertained. All right, moving on to one of the uh, most feared things ever on a cruise ship: the fire earlier this week on the Epic. Well, Norwegian Epic uh, in the yard, boy, this ship has really uh, had a few drawbacks. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was announced that uh, you know one of the uh, engines was damaged and is having to be fully replaced. Now, uh, on this past, on Monday, they had a fire that uh, broke out in a provisioning area, and they believe STX France, where it's being built, believes that. Uh, this, the fire may have been uh, set on on purpose, so wow. French investigators are, are are on the scene about that right now. And was I reading earlier this week that Princess is coming out with two new cruise ships? Yeah, the talk on these ships has actually been going on since last year, 
and uh, they they finally um, made it uh, official, and the ships have been ordered. And there are two 140,000-ton uh, ships carrying 3,600 passengers, uh, costing about $742 million each. And the, the significance of this is these are the first firm ship orders for 2013 and 2014. And uh, one of the uh, design uh, uh, aspects of the ship is that 100% of all of the Ocean View cabins will have private balconies. So this will be the first of the major of the big ships that will ever have this, this significant ratio. And I heard Carnival is expanding their Bermuda itinerary? Yep, they're going to have 16 Bermuda voyages, um, the most they've ever offered. And they're going to be between six, seven, and eight, nine cruises between April and November. And what's interesting is they're going to be departing from four different uh, home ports. So it'll be Baltimore, uh, Norfolk, Virginia will have one, New York, and Charleston, South Carolina, where they're trying to uh, invigorate the demand for cruising out of that uh, new uh, year-round uh, cruise departure point. So uh, it'll uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, you know how how they do. Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guy will be back later in the show with your hot deals. Broadcasting from the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Our next guest has had an incredible career in television, best known for her portrayal of Reva Shane Lewis on CBS's Guiding Light. Four daytime Emmy Award winning actress Kim Zimmer. Yay! Yay! Yay for you! We're we're the only ones clapping in the studio. No, this is a very exciting, very incredible. I mean, it's just unbelievable the career that you've had, and especially on an, on such a monumental show. Yes. Guiding Light been on for seventy two years, or was on for seventy two years. Not just the longest running soap in history, but the longest running show in television and radio broadcast history. Yes, I mean, I think. Um Meet the Press comes close, but it, they didn't have the radio to tack on to it. So. How many years were you on? I started in 1983, and then I, I left the show for five years from 90 to 95, and I've, I was back since 1995, 95 to 2009. So. How hard was that last taping? It was very emotional because, you know, when you work so closely with the people we work with every single day, and I'm not just talking about your cast members, but your crew as well, um, it was like getting a divorce from someone that you still really, really love. Not that I've experienced that, but, right. um, <laughs> but it was also a celebration because we had achieved something that I don't believe will ever happen again. I don't think there will ever be a show that will celebrate the success that Guiding Light had. Kim, I've often heard that soap opera work is some of the hardest work in show business with its rigorous taping schedule. Is this true? Well, so- yeah, it's hard, but it's also... It's also the best gig you could possibly ask for if you want to have a family and raise right. children and have a somewhat normal life in this crazy business as well. The um, schedule that we have can be really cushy, too, because there are days when I'd get called at 7 o'clock in the morning and I'd you know, be in hair and makeup by 8.30, and if all my scenes were in one set and I was up first, I yeah. could be walking out the doors by 9 o'clock in the morning. What? 
Yeah, but then there were days that, you know, you, you get there at 7 a.m. and you don't walk out the doors until 8, 9 o'clock at night. Right. But those, those got to be rare because the uh, lesser amounts of money we had to spend, the, right. the tighter the show got, and they didn't waste a lot of time. Right. You know, we, we would show up and it would be bang, bang, bang. You couldn't even think twice about doing anything because it was already shot, you know? <laughs> I'm going to imagine the level of devotion from the fans is pretty intense, too. Yes, totally. I mean, to, sometimes to a scary level in that <laughs> you forget the um, impact that something you do on the show will have on people until you get out into the, into the world and you realize that um, something your character went through has, has totally touched someone or that they can totally relate to a breast cancer story or a, a attempted suicide story. And then you realize the next time one of those kind of controversial stories comes around that you, how such great care you have to take in playing it. Kim, how often were you doing meet and greet events with the fans? In the eighties, the heyday of daytime television, we used to do them. I, I could be on the road once a week, you know, going to an affiliate station and meeting, meeting the people doing their live noon show. Uh, we had a real relationship with our affiliates, our CBS affiliates across the country. But then as purse strings pulled tighter and tighter, those affiliate stations couldn't afford to really bring people in anymore. So we had to do, you know, we started doing those um, television, what do you call them? Junkets. Yeah, where we'd, and those were always a treat too, because we'd, be, we'd, do, we'd sit in a room and do, <laughs> we'd crank out maybe... 50 interviews, right. bang, 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 back to back. As a fan, I can't imagine anything more magical than to spend time with your favorite star uh, than on a cruise ship. Yes, and I was a little leery about doing the first one I did. Um, we did one back in February that, we, um, that was with uh, soap actors from all the different networks. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh boy, to be on a, on a ship where there's no escape. <laughs> <laughs> but I was so pleasantly surprised. The, the cruise was so wonderfully organized that we had so much time with the fans that when we weren't with the fans and we were just like roaming around the ship, they mm -hmm. knew, you know, they knew that we were on our, our downtime and they were respectful of our time. We were respectful of their time. And it, it was, it was fantastic. It was better than I could have ever imagined um, those four days being. So I'm really looking forward to, to this next cruise. And you're going to be joined by 12 other cast members on the So Long Springfield cruise, right? Yes, and some people who, I, who have not been on, there's a couple of them that haven't been on any of these events at all, uh, Tina Sloan and mm -hmm. Rob Bogue. So I'm looking forward to this. And this is aboard the Carnival Glory leaving out of New York July 31st through? To August 5th. And y'all will visit majestic Halifax, Nova Scotia, and St. John, New Brunswick, in Canada, uh, with only two days at sea. Being a fairly new cruiser, Kim, what's your favorite part of the cruise? I love the fact that you're, you're cruising on the ocean, and yet you have a pool that you could be swimming in right. as well. And I, I love events. I love, uh, I, I'm not much of a gambler, so I don't really, you know, take part in that, but I do like to go and watch people gamble. Yeah. And I love getting up in the morning and, you know, looking out. The last cruise I was on, we had a little deck and being able to wake up at, you know, six o'clock in the morning and come into a port mm -hmm. and have the sun just come up on the, that port city and seeing that or seeing the sun set when you're out in the middle of the ocean. It's just it's very peaceful and it makes you feel very small. Are you a big foodie? 
Yes and no. I still like sitting down in the dining room. I don't like the buffet thing. Right. right. You know, I, I like being able to go and sitting at a table and, and being served a fabulous meal with, you know, a 360-degree view of, of the ocean and Absolutely. the stars and all that. I really enjoy that. And the food is excellent. How accessible will y'all be to the fans and, and how, what kind of close activities will y'all have? They are to get close. Yeah. Um, we have, uh, we, there's an opportunity for them to perform scenes with, with us. You know, oh, wow. they have, all they have to do is raise their hand and volunteer. Huh, um, cool. So there's that. There's several different autograph sessions throughout, you know, the day. I think we do two different autograph sessions during the day. Right. Um, where we're just sitting at tables in, you know, one of the bigger greeting areas on the ship, uh, parlors, I guess you'd call them. Mm-hmm. And they come to the tables and we stand up and pose for pictures and, and give you hugs. And there, it's like I said, when the, when the times are designated as soap stars, fans, meet and greets, that's, that's, I mean, we're shaking hands, we're hugging, we're talking. It's up close and personal. Also read here that y'all will be doing karaoke with the passengers and uh, pretty much just out there on the dance floor dancing with everybody. Yes. Space is still available. If you want to get more info or book this cruise, go to CelebrityEventsGroup.com. Ladies and gentlemen, for daytime Emmy Award winning actress, Kim Zimmer. Thanks, guys, Matt and Doug. Thanks for talking to me. The Guiding Light. This portion has been presented by the creamiest, mildest ivory liquid ever. And by Lava, the soap that gets kids' hands clean the first time. Cruise Radio will return after these brief words. Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise One. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise One. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun. Cosmo. Or New England. Or Canada. Or Italy. Or Greece. Or the Far East. Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise One. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise One. Let us send you on your way. Cruise One. Number one in cruising nationwide. One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One, yeah, Cruise One. From the Cruise News Lounge, here is your cruise news. Spain has closed 19 airports as a cloud of ash from the Icelandic volcano drifts south over Western Europe. Spain's second biggest airport at Barcelona is among those affected. Most flights between Europe and North America are being diverted because of the ash cloud's latest drifting. On average, 600 airliners make the Atlantic crossing every day. Cruises and embarkation ports are not expected to be affected. Celebrity Cruises announced four new drink packages. The classic non-alcoholic package, which is $14.95 a day, includes sodas, bottle and fresh squeezed juices and water, and premium coffees. The premium non-alcoholic package, which is $18.40 a day, comprises everything in the classic non-alcoholic package, plus specialty coffee, name brand bottled water, energy drinks, flavored water, smoothies, and frozen non-alcoholic drinks. The classic package, which is $44.85 a day, has everything in the classic non-alcoholic package, plus beers that cost up to $5 each, and spirits, cocktails, and wines by the glass that go for up to $8 each. 
Lastly, there's the premium package, which is $56.35 a day. Includes all beverages in the premium non-alcoholic package, plus all beers, all spirits, cocktails, and wines with a value of up to $12 per glass. The recovery has only just begun following the devastating flood in Nashville. Here to report is Nashville recording artist and friend of Cruise Radio, Billy Servany. Well, there's no question this is the biggest tragedy that Nashville's ever had. I, it started with a, you know, just as a normal rainstorm that went on a couple of days. And all of a sudden, as we started getting, uh, you know, news from around town, people's basements were flooding in, people's businesses were getting washed out. Nashville is a very hilly area, and mm-hmm. so there's a lot of different flood plains. You got you know, the Cumberland River and a lot of creeks that run through neighborhoods and whatnot. And you know, before uh, we knew it, you know, there was just massive devastation. The other day, I was driving through an area of town called Bellevue, which yeah. is out uh, a little on the western portion of Nashville, and I literally there were giant. I mean, probably 150 year old trees that were uh, pulled up from the roots. You could see the mud lines from where the where the river had hit, where it was the middle of the trees. Wow! Uh, houses were, I'm not gonna say houses were swept away, but sort of you know, the the lower halves of the houses had, were wiped out, which you know effectively ruins a home. Where any sort of riverboat action was going on with you know like the the General Jackson out in uh, where Opry Mills and Opryland Hotel is, that whole area was uh, destroyed. Opry Hotel was wiped out the entire really flooded out opry mills mall which is one of the biggest malls i've ever been to was flooded out holy Um, cow it was unbelievable the entire underground parking garage of opry uh, Opryland hotel which you can imagine which you know that place services thousands of people every automobile that was in there was destroyed oh Um, man literally billions of dollars worth of damage i was just going to ask you what the dollar amount is uh tagged on it it's got to be over a i mean billion it's got to be uh, and that's the estimates. There's there's a water shortage here. There are uh, sort of camps, or for lack of a better word, for people that are displaced, and those are at capacity. Uh, it's really it's hard to overstate how bad it is in certain areas. But then there's parts of town where it just it doesn't look like anything happened. A few trees are down, and other than that, everything's fine. All right, thanks, Billy, for that report. You can find Billy Servany at billysmusic.com. And due to this unprecedented flood, all river cruises, including General Jackson and Music City Queen, have been canceled through Sunday, May 16th. That is your cruise news. For more, go to cruiseradio.net. You're listening to Cruise Radio, the fastest-growing cruise talk radio show in the nation. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. From Elliot.org, he is travel guru Chris Elliot. Welcome back to Cruise Radio, Chris. Thanks for having me. Loving the article here. Uh, everything you ever wanted to know about flying and volcanoes, but were afraid to ask. First of all, can you pronounce the name of the volcano? Uh, no, we like to call it the volcano with the unpronounceable name. <laughs> Why can't my plane fly in a cloud of volcanic ash? Because uh, the ash interferes with the operation of your aircraft's engines, and it is known to actually damage engines. There was that case back in 1982 where a Boeing 747, a British Airways flight operating over uh, Indonesia, lost all four engines because of volcanic ash and almost fell into the ocean. And they, they were able to restart it, the engines at something like 13,000 feet, which is just literally almost seconds before hitting the water. So since then, they've, they've known that volcanic ash can interfere. It can get way, way up there, too, into the stratosphere. So, um, and that, that will um, 
you know, that will do a number on the engines. And I, I understand the in-flight announcement went something like this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We have a small problem. All four engines have stopped. We're doing our damnedest to get it under control. I trust you are not in too much distress. Cheers and enjoy your flight. That's exactly... That's very good. Yes, that's exactly what it sounded like. What? Uh, now, I, I wasn't there, but uh, but yes, there's a transcript of that, and um, you know, they uh, it was a typical understated British uh, PA announcement as people were at near weightlessness. Uh, <laughs> the flight was careening towards the ocean. Uh, you can almost imagine that kind of an announcement coming on as the the plane was crashing into the ocean and. Well, I want so, to know. Yeah, is, after that, no more flying in volcanic ash. I'm wondering, could they even hear the announcement over the screams of terror? <laughs> That's a great question. Someone must have heard it because we have a record of it. Yeah. How bad is it at this time? As of right now, that volcano is still active, and so we just don't know. I mean, these volcanoes have a way of, of you know, going dormant and then and then coming back. It's definitely something to look for this summer as everyone heads over to Europe on their vacations, and, and then it could, uh, you know, erupt at any time. So, which is just something you got to watch out for. And with all the ash in the air, how long is it before it's safe to fly? Well, what they're doing is there's a volcanic ash advisory that gets issued. There's a, you know, there there are stations all around the world that that watch for volcanic ash, and what they're looking for is a green alert. That green alert says that the air is contaminant free and that a plane can fly in it so a couple of weeks ago when they started clearing flights they were uh, they got that green alert and and we're waiting for that green alert to be changed into something else a yellow alert a red alert which which you know essentially indicates that planes shouldn't be flying and so it's going to be on and off again for until that volcano stops I know all about the active God uh, role being a flight attendant for a year. What are my rights as an airline passenger? You have very few rights, and the reason is that this is, as you say, an act of God, which is addressed in a document called the Contract of Carriage, which is the legal agreement between you and the airline. Mm-hmm. So what those documents generally say is that if something happens, like an earthquake or a volcano or a tsunami, and it and affects the operation of the flight, that all bets are off. Now, as a practical matter, airlines have been taking care of their passengers, and there is also an EU rule, I should say, EU 261, that uh, does say if you're stuck at the airport and there, uh, there's a flight that's not running, that your airline has to take care of you. And there's some debate going on right now in Europe about whether that rule is unfair to the airlines and should be lifted. How can I find out about my, uh, the interpretation of those rights? go to my website, which is elliot.org, E-L-L-I-O-T-T dot O-R-G, and I have some information about EU 261 and about contracts of carriage, but I would also say put on your own lawyer hat, go to the airline's website, pull up the contract of carriage, it's not too difficult to find, read it for yourself. You should interpret the rules yourself rather than allowing the airline to do it, because you know that the airline is going to interpret its own rules in a way that is the most favorable to it. If I don't have a lawyer cap, could I wear a a white barrister's wig? You can do whatever you want to, but I think that that would draw a lot of attention to uh, yourself (laughs) if you're at the airport in a a white wig. But I'd I'd love to see that. Okay. (laughs) All right, then.
We talk about this on Cruise Radio quite a bit, travel insurance. Uh, would travel insurance do us any good in this instance? You know, generally speaking, if your airline doesn't operate, then you're entitled to a full refund anyway. So if you haven't left yet, then there really is no reason for insurance. Uh, also, a lot of hotels have, have been giving back uh, deposits if people can't make it. So um, while it is nice to have insurance, it's not absolutely necessary during a major volcanic eruption like this. The article is everything you've ever wanted to know about flying and volcanoes, but we're afraid to ask. The author is travel expert Chris Elliott, found at Elliott.org. As always, a great pleasure. Thanks for the info, Chris. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Show questions or comments? We'd love to hear from you at 866-874-7957. Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is back with your hot deals. What you got? What I've done is I've looked at uh, Nor- NCL's Norwegian Jade. has got some great deals on their seven-night cruises, which depart round-trip out of Barcelona. It visits Monte Carlo, it visits Livorno for the ports of Florence and Pisa, it stops in Civitavecchia for Rome, Naples, you get to go to Pompeii, Sorrento, and Capri, as well as Palma de Mallorca. Now, mm. you can find some great deals this summer from as low as $1,799 per person. Nice. Now, keep in mind, that includes round-trip air, your seven-night cruise, and it also includes two nights hotel in a four-star hotel in Barcelona. Wow. Oasis of the Seas, if you want to do something closer to home, here's the largest cruise ship in the world. As we talked about earlier in the show, there are still some deals in the early parts of June where you can find pricing starting at around $10.99 per person. But keep in mind, as you head deeper into the summer, the prices will definitely be jumping uh, closer to $2,000 per person. Because keep in mind, this ship just had its eighth consecutive sold-out sailing. It's doing extraordinarily well uh, profitability-wise. But it is, a, it is a ship that everyone should want to uh, take advantage of. Any good deals on Carnival? There are some good deals for summer 2010, which not only include the typical ports of Port Canaveral, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and Tampa, but also Jacksonville, which is a great way for people to take advantage of those four- and five-night cruises. And for a lot of people, within a five-hour distance, that alleviates you know, an unnecessary flight. And, you know, because you could do it in a, in, a, in a car. I mean, right now, they've got deals starting as low as $499 for those four- and five-night cruises right there out of Jacksonville, which gives a, you know, it's a nice way for people to be able to take advantage of seeing what Jacksonville's all about. I just want to remind the listeners that our beloved cruise terminal here in Jacksonville is at risk of going away. So we invite you to become a fan on Facebook. Simply search Keep Cruise in Jacksonville. I think it's a great idea. It's a great venue for vacationers and a lot of way to uh, get people to come visit Jacksonville so they can see what kind of a great city it is. And it's also, look at, look at the, you know, the, the millions of people that are within a five-hour drive to Jacksonville. And look, I think uh, besides the, you know, the, the four- and five-night cruises, that uh, seven-night cruises could someday return. Excellent. As always, thank you so much for talking to us, Stuart. You bet. You can find Stuart Sheeran, the Cruise Guy, at CruiseGuy.com or follow him on Twitter at CruiseGuy. You can also follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio and sign up for our monthly newsletter at CruiseRadio.net. We'd really like to hear from you, whether you've had a, a good or a bad cruise or any kind of travel experience. We'd really love to hear from you. Yeah, you can give us your thoughts at 866-874-7957 or you can email comments at CruiseRadio.net. From the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio.
to the Caribbean? Cruise one. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise one. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun? Cousin. Or New England? Or Canada? Or Italy? Or Greece? Or the Far East? Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise one. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise one. Let us send you on your way. Cruise one. Number one in cruising One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One. 